0: Darling, Miss Lillian here. Oh, I'm exhausted. You can imagine. Anyway,
2: just to say, if you're looking for a few Christmas bits and pieces, have a look at the Dumpty Dum Shop. It's quite fun, really. I wonder
0: if they ship to Costa Rica. <laughs>
3: this podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Hello, Dumpty Dum. This is Native Heath. My Arches vintage dates from the introduction of Mark Hebden, I think. I've been enjoying Dumpty Dum for some time, particularly Lucy Freeman's synopsises, but this is my first contribution. I thought there could be a chiptune Arches theme. So here it is, Sydney Torch's version of Barwick Green, as performed on a Game Boy. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: it does go on a bit, so I'm just gonna go up and put my roast potatoes back in the oven.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come fade
1: it down a bit and just talk among yourself. Fade that away, because. Uh, <laughs> I've
2: got. To go
1: of course, go. Yeah, I need to. I need to go and pull a Christmas here. This is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that is centered on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I am the machine that goes beep quite a lot. That is Robert Wilson, and with me, I am the unchanged catheter. That is
2: Lucy Freeman.
1: And the last part of Lydian's bedside vigil, folks, is you. This week's Dumpty Dum is from Native Heath, although by the sound of it, he stole it off the internet. Lucy, if someone else wants to steal something off the internet and send it to us, how can they do that?
2: If you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction or show someone in a coma photos on your phone, then call us on (laughs) 203 or leave us a message on Speakpipe. Uh, thanks to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and for doing the Dogs. Shambridge for her voices and to Derek Lone in the back bedroom. Uh, Derek is a bit bruised as he had quite an Ooh. eventful hunt ball. They did get the bucking bronco working and he got tossed off. <laughs>
1: Oh, dear. (laughs) On this week's episode, we hear views from Andrea Melling, who says Ambridge is in the clear, and I think I agree with you. Ben Johnson, who believes Matt's been misrepresented. I don't think I agree with you. Witherspoon, who has his dear stalker on, and Vicky Cole, who thinks Kerry's having a lovely time. But first, let's brace ourselves for Lucy V. Freeman's Week in Ambridge. (laughs)
2: This week was sponsored by the Hunt Ball and the words What's the Matter? But first, the <laughs> gripping story of murder at Gay Grables. It was a dark and stormy night as the haughty Justin Elliot and his flighty fiancee Lillian walked up the drive to the imposing Gay Grables. <gasps> I don't know how long the drive is up to Gay Grables, but Justin and Lillian sounded like they were scrunching through a gravel pit. Maybe it was shingle. <laughs> is Gay Grables by the sea? You'd have thought they'd have mentioned the sea views in the marketing. They want to get Roy onto that. Anyway, Matt spent the evening acting pissed very badly and leaving increasingly rambling messages on lillian's phone while ian got all judgy judgy on her who was that on your phone lillian oh darling it was just someone about an accident they said i'd had i got (laughs) rear-ended well lucky old you said ian tiger was insistent that his suitcases were stored safely behind the bar 27 boxes of ecuadorian viagra have a significant street (laughs) value you know hard currency really really hard
1: <laughs>
2: justin came roaring into the pub like a vengeful wrath-filled sheep he spent hours hunting <laughs> for his love rival well actually he just poked his head round the door and said kenton have you seen matt i'm a little bit cross with him and kenton said no go away so he said Right-o. anyway turns out someone had backed over matt he was under the hedge lying on the ground said lillian ''Oh, so he has had some sort of accident,'' said Justin brilliantly. <laughs> ''No, Justin, Matt just fancied breaking his own rib and kipping in a hedge.'' Harassment of the yard arrived in his pedal car, adjusting his plastic hat and shouting, ''Ninor, Nino." He began interrogating Justin. He was on his own, so he couldn't play good cop, bad cop, so he just stuck with thick cop, thick cop. ''Justin, did you run Matt over? But did you though? Oh, please tell me!'' Meanwhile, at the incredibly well-staffed Borchester General, Matt has been placed in a medically-induced coma. Lillian put herself in a gin-induced coma to keep him company and sat by his bedside. (laughs) But I need you too, Lillian, said Justin sulkily. I can't find the golden syrup and I've got my finger stuck up the tap again. (laughs) Turns out Matt wasn't actually in a coma. It was just Lillian rabbiting on about Ruby was so bloody boring. He feigned sleep in the hope that she'd sod off and he could have a look at the racing post in peace. You look so small lying there, darling, said Lily, and she made it sound as if Jimmy Cranky was in the bed. <laughs> However, all Matt's efforts to get a shot of her were useless as it turned out even Matt in a coma was more interesting than Justin. Eventually he had no choice but to pretend to wake up, which he did apparently without his teeth. Any <laughs> darling. He did, didn't he? It's weird. (laughs) Jenny Darling, who I'm beginning to think is actually missing part of her brain, seemed not to be able to grasp at all why people seemed a little distracted. But she did a bit of thinking and said brightly, Actually, it's probably quite good that Matt's been run over by a car and nearly killed because otherwise it might have been someone I care about and that would not have been as much fun. She's slowly turning into Queenie from Blackadder. I am a little bit bored off Matt and I don't care if he dies. <laughs> An unlikely friendship has been struck up between Piggy, Woolly and Nolitando. Well, I say unlikely. Piggy revels in anyone who's horrible to her relations, even if they are one of them. Jenny Darling's worried as Piggy is giving away all her stuff. Her mantelpiece is like the Gobi Desert. Not a present from Eastbourne to be seen. No China Shepherdesses, no Franklin Mint, no little tiny gold carriage clocks or plates that they advertise on the back of the Telegraph. Even Jack's ashes have gone to help the aged, but what the aged had meant to do with them, I don't know. <laughs> but that's good news. Auntie Christine has won the Rhine Cruise. It is very unwise for a woman made entirely of cardboard to go on a river <laughs> holiday, I feel. It was Halloween night at the ball. There were special cocktails, the flat mat, <laughs> the Gio Cody special which leaves you only being able to see out of one eye, and the Tracy Horribin, which goes down very easily. (gasps) Apparently, (laughs) Alice Alice enjoyed each and every one of them, both going down and coming back up. (laughs) Please don't let Alice have a proper drink problem that we have to do something about. I'm not sure I can bear listening to her add recovering alcoholic to her list of accomplishments. (laughs) Outside of the murder mystery, over at Brooker's, Pip was worried about the cows. In hindsight, she thinks putting them all on the 5-2 diet was a mistake, as although their genes now do it much more easily, they're all dying of hunger. Mm. She did it for a bit, and Hootie chipped in with, Whatever you decide will be the right decision, Pip. We all trust you implicitly. Apart from about men, you're a bit shit at men. And money, too. In fact, you're rubbish at everything except cows. And come to think of it, one of them kicked you in the head. Anyway, I'm sure you'll make the right decision. A chilly start for Adam and Ian. Ian was wandering around in the front garden in his dressing gown like Harvey Weinstein holding auditions too soon pleading with Adam (laughs) to have lunch with him I promise I won't talk about wombs he said oh all right then said Adam but I'm going to get rat assed because I've just realised I'm 50 and I still sound like a melodramatic teenager and the winner of the week's most pointless scene was Lexi shopping with Roy there was no point to it par de point The only thing it did tell us was that Lexi and Roy are the kind of couple that have artificial flowers and 17 pointless little cushiony pillows on their bed that have to be chucked all round the room before you can get into bed and then faithfully connected the next morning to be replaced in a little pyramid of utter futility. So... The real question on everyone's lips is who flattened, mattened? Was it Adam in his quad bike singing along to the Mamma Mia soundtrack and unaware that the big lumpy thing at the side of the road was the saviour of the Costa Rican racing industry? Was it Latif, the man for the milk tray advert gliding along in his Range Rover? Was it Justin who mistook him for a lamppost and thought, fuck it, I'll hit it anyway? <laughs> no! It was Hilda Ogden at the wheel being directed by a one-eyed horse with a map and ruby-sitting shotgun. The end.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, you, when I say this, usually I'm lying, but that was very good this week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, dear. This, you know, there is no way now anyone can say that without it being a horrible, horrible thing to hear. Oh, no. So we have to scrap it completely.
1: <laughs> Marvellous. Well, you... <laughs> oh, dear, it gets filthier and filthier, as, 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 as the week's... <laughs> go past and that's why i'm enjoying it more and more oh yes. goodness me what a week in ambridge it's been though it started off with with a bang or was it a crash or a slump or something like that i didn't understand what one thing i didn't understand is how prone was matt because uh, one minute someone said he was in the hedge like last week's condom you know is yeah. I, yeah i think they meant yeah. on the verge he wasn't in a hedge halfway up was he he was in, and then he was in a ditch he was in a ditch yeah exactly but head first in a ditch with his legs waggling uh, then he was in a ditch and then then he was by the side of the road And you think fucking hell they've been moving him around <laughs> it's just
2: i think yeah. in my mind what happened was because you heard him going oh, oh, so he crawled to the, right the side yeah yeah and so he sort of he tried to get up the bank It the car clipped him or hit mm-hmm. him And he fell into the verge and rolled under the hedge. You know, hedges have like a bank down.
1: Yeah. Okay. So
2: that's what I. He
1: fell into all the plastic bags and dirty nappies that you usually find at the bottom of the hedge. Okay. On dead fried chicken, dead dead hedgehogs. that kind of thing. Yeah. Is there a KFC (laughs) in Borchester? I don't know. Who (laughs) knows? So
2: where else does Tracy Horribin eat? Of course there is.
1: I've been known to uh, dine with the Colonel myself from time to time, but not not for a while. It's 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 a long time since I've had a long time since i put my crazy. bone in a greasy bucket. But there we are.
2: <laughs> How long have you had that waiting? Ten years. To use ten
1: it? years. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, dear, there we are. I never knew when I'd be able to use it, but there we are. <laughs> I'm now blushing ever so slightly at being discovered. <laughs> 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 ah, it came to me in a flash, as they say. <laughs> but yeah there are <laughs> there are many 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 subjects uh suspects uh, to this uh knocking down first of all i don't think it was deliberate i mean it, it, at first i thought it was deliberate but i listened back again today when i was out on my bike ride and there was a distinct skid now either that was braking to avoid or swerving to hit him
2: <laughs> yeah yes uh
1: they must have seen because well, he said oh t- turn your headlights down they must have Seen him in those full beams.
2: Yeah, yeah. So the suspects Mm -hmm. are in reverse order. Nick Grundy roaring home to see if her daughter was feeling better. You know, because she was very. She kept saying, "No, Matt, 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 I want to go. I want to go. I want to go." When he was when he was going, I loved that bit of dialogue. By the way, it was beautiful. It was so good. Which bit? When when she was going, I don't want to put your cases in the in the bottle store, and he was going, "All right, five are in the firework jar then." (laughs) and you know and she said she said no it's not about it's not about that and then and then and then um, uh, and th- no because no, she was saying to him put, give us some yeah. money and he said but you so you want me to help you but you won't help me and it was just yeah. lovely it was it was just the way absolutely, the way Matt thinks it was just gorgeous I love little unexpected bits like that that they could just cock up and rush through but they don't. It's it was mm. lovely. Anyway. Um so, uh we have um Nick on her yep. way back. We have Adam just in a fit of yes. pique. Um, who else could it possibly it, be? It is not had, Justin, um... it
1: cannot be Justin. He was in he was uh, going the wrong way, so to speak, for a start. And it's just too obvious. Yeah, was well it... he was already in the bull. It, yeah, and it was the obvious. road between the bull and Grey Gable, so Yeah. Although we're, ima-
2: I love the we're way imagining you're...
1: it coming from Grey Gables, but maybe it was going back. Yeah. But why, if he was walking to Grey Gables, he wouldn't be facing into the the head the undipped headlights, would he? So, that's the way I'm looking at that.
2: But if you, but if you're walking away from bright headlights, mm. they still make you you turn round and look at them and go, oh blimey, turn your headlights, True. Down, mate.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You can imagine that sort of wince or him sort of covering yeah. his face. Fair enough.
1: Another theory kicked into the hedge, uh, along with the condom and Matt, yes.
2: <laughs> along with Matt and the dead hedgehogs. Um, I think...
1: Um, I, my personal theory is, it's, it's, is it, it's one of the hoodlums. It's one of the, one of the unknown hoodlums that we have yet to... Uh, and what is the
2: in life. this suitcase?
1: Exactly what's in the suitcase. Well, I think it's... I, well, actually, my theory is it's, it's all of Hugo Melling's money. And Matt has nicked Hugo Melling's money. And maybe it's Hugo Melling. Or one of his in, the <laughs> in the suitcase. In the suitcase. that That's my thing.
2: But, Sean, but money's not heavy.
1: It is if it's in pound coins. <laughs> <laughs> He's nicked it from all the vending machines.
2: <laughs> it's a fluffy fireworks money. That's what it is. He's tipped it all back <laughs> out again, straight into his briefcase.
1: No, but if you have right money is but it made it could be
2: pay. a total red herring couldn't it because as he said she said oh, what's yeah. in your suitcase darling and he said oh it's my life you know and if you're leaving the country you want all your stuff you know
1: when my mum when my just just to lighten the mood a bit mm. when my mum was in intensive care yeah. um she <laughs> like and she and she and she looked like a mummy she was head to toe in bandages like a comedy mummy uh, with the tracheotomy and all this kind of stuff on on the BP machines and things, but when she woke up, um, the first thing she was going on about was her bag in the sitting room, and that we needed to we needed to make sure that the bag was safe. Yeah. And her purse and her bank books and things like that. Yeah. Um, so it's a common trait. Yeah. Later we found out she had a secret bank account with twenty grand in it. But there we go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was Which such a was. suitcase under her bed.
1: Yeah. So it's not unusual for people to, to obsess about these little things and worry about them when really it's inconsequential and it doesn't really yes. matter. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's that. There are lots of red herrings in yeah. this, aren't there? And it was interesting that Matt then said, um, uh, "Don't." Uh, it, it was an accident. There's no need to uh, press charges or yeah. uh, investigate it.
2: But that's just the police, isn't it? I mean, my yeah. my my friend who's a who's a a gangster um has a problem with his neighbours who are behaving extremely badly and illegally and they're you know, they're being really, really, really unpleasant. Not particularly to him, to everybody. They're, you know, very, very antisocial. And um I said to him, Why don't without thinking, I said, Why don't you call the police? And he just looked at me as if I was on another planet. And he said, Yeah. I wouldn't ever He said, they know that. That's why they carry on doing it. Because he said, they know I would never, ever, ever call the police. So, and I think Matt's the same. It's just the, just keep, keep them out of it completely. So that if, you know, nothing can, nothing, no, 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 no strings may be sort of, um, no knots may be unraveled, that you don't necessarily want unraveling. You know, you don't want anyone inquiring Mm. too deeply into anything and particularly Matt.
1: Yeah, because there's always going to be something dodgy yeah. going on with Matt, isn't there? Yes. Very definitely. Okay. So I don't
2: think there's... But I think this Adam business of him suddenly becoming very... I mean, he's always bloody tetchy, but tetchier than normal, mm. you know, and, and, and being grumpy. I don't know whether... Because obviously, there's obviously something he wants to say to Ian and then he just said it was because he was 50, you know, that he's something that he's anxious about. Um, I'm. There's just... So many red herrings flying around. I'm, it's making me think actually it wasn't any of them, yeah, um, yeah. And that he's just going to be a taxi driver or somebody said on the twitters. Wouldn't it be ironic if he'd been run down by his own cab?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Driven by Rex, who is in Glasgow. So he's he's off. It forever. was funny.
2: That was the first thing when it happened. Everyone said Rex, where's Rex? And he said no, he's in Glasgow. It's alright
1: Well. Funny you should mention that, oh, but i I, I had a couple. Of, I had a drink the other day, and it inspired me. And I thought, Toby, what about Toby?
2: Why would Toby want to do it?
1: Well, it wasn't done on purpose. Oh, I see. Toby hit him in the pickup truck. I don't know. So, so, yeah.
2: no, Toby would confess
1: because he's too thick to hide it.
2: Yeah, and he's too. Yeah, he's 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 a chancer, but he's not that bad. I don't think.
1: No. No, no. Hmm. Anyway, what worries me about Nick is that
2: Nick has suddenly come back into it after a long time off. Why has she come back? I know who it is.
1: I know who it is. Right. So here we are. Right. So uh, the the only thing we heard of of this driver was a door closing and a car driving off. It's fucking Kathy, isn't it? Ah, (laughs) (laughs) because that's all we hear of (laughs) her now. Case fold um. we might as well start recording now <laughs> Have a lovely weekend everybody, bye <laughs> Speaking of which, before we get on to the caller inners, um, I was mm. sent, and you might have seen this on Twitter I was sent um, a, a, a competition And this, is, uh, this has been organised by Claire Hopkins Who is the archivist of Trinity College here in Oxford and she's... I don't know whether this is an annual thing, but she's, she's compiled the Ambridge Christmas and New Year predictive quiz uh, with 10 questions. And the the prize uh, for the winner is is a bottle of your own choice. It won't be malt whiskey this, this year for Matt, I guess. Uh, and there are 10 questions, and you've got to predict what will happen in these scenarios. So question number one is, what will Adam and Ian argue about? Well, it's, <laughs> Well, obviously, it's going to be the baby, isn't it? The baby, whether yes. it's coming, w- w- whether they're getting one or not. Number two, what will Kate buy Nolitan do for Christmas? The obvious answer is nothing.
2: Number three, it'll be something about Kate. Oh yes, it'll be it'll be something like um, she's recorded her a, 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 a meditation tape or something. <laughs> yes.
1: God, that's awful. I'm of the age now where I'm very pleased to receive socks. Number three. (laughs) I'm not lying. It's true. Bless you. As long as they're nice socks. (laughs) I like nice socks. Number three. In whose arms will Pip spend New Year's Eve? Toby. Yeah, Toby. Number four. Who will be heard weeping alone?
2: Shula. All
1: right. Number five. Who will die? Ooh. Now, my friend Joe. Joe. Okay, my friend said Lillian, and I had to order them out of the pub. What? I uh, ordered them out of the pub. I nearly cried at the very. <laughs> this was before the the, the whole mat thing.
2: How much had you had to drink, Robert? I, I think
1: I was sober. Number six, Robert.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: Number six. <laughs> Where will Ed and Emma eat Christmas dinner? Well, if Emma's if... on the floor of a pigsty oh. with the moaning <laughs> about. Them. Number 7 which
3: agriculture good for Ed, eating <laughs> on
0: floor of a pig stand.
1: Number 7 which agricultural or farm based enterprise will face a crisis
0: Ooh
2: bridge farm
1: okay yep here's kafir we- <laughs> there'll be a, a tragic kefir explosion Put the kefir of God into <laughs> you. yeah number 8 who will play the male and female leads in the christmas show Royal next yeah, Exactly that's what I'd go for. Number nine, who will suddenly depart the village?
2: Mm. Lillian. Really?
1: And number ten, mm. who will appear unexpectedly? Rob. You may well be right. I'm I'm putting my money on Charlie.
2: Oh yes. Oh, I'd much prefer if it was Charlie.
1: Yeah, I, well, I, I've, like I said before on this show, I've got a bit of a man crush on Charlie. I do. And I'm not joking. I do. I do like. I don't know why he's fucking boring, but I don't know. I quite like the sound of his voice. And then I looked him up and he's good looking. So <laughs> that, that does it to me, even though I'm straight. I'm just an <laughs> idiot. Aren't I? I mean, all straight men are allowed, you know, a bit of a man crush, aren't of course. we? I mean, I'm not 100% straight. Who mm. is? There we are, and the oh, other wait. thing that this—I
2: have lots of lady Yes.: yeah.
1: Well, you we should yeah. buy a new bra, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> and the other thing, this friend said to me, uh, uh, Nula mm-hmm. is her name, and this is a serious thing. And we were talking about the arches um, and what, what's going on, and we're talking about when we first started and you know what we liked about it, and and she said um, that the Rob and Helen storyline actually made her realise that the relationship she was in was the wrong relationship to be in and that she was being almost gaslighted by her current boyfriend, uh, her then boyfriend. And it gave her the courage to say, no, this isn't good enough. I deserve better. And I I was amazed. I think that was brilliant. And and I did ask her permission to chat about this on Dumb to Dumb. So we don't have to edit that out. Uh, Well, I thought that was amazing. So there you go.
2: Mm.
1: I've got nothing else to add to that, other than right. Shall we? Shall we? uh, Shall we uh, play some caller inners now? Why not?
2: Hello, Ambridge three nine six
4: two.
1: The first caller in is Andrea Melling from Texas.
4: This is Andrea from Texas, dog walker. Haven't um, called in for a while, but I wanted to comment on the Matt hit and run um, just to say it won't be any of the Archer's characters because we already did a criminal prosecution and trial very recently. So it'll either be Harrison failing to solve it again <laughs> or it will be a third party that isn't involved uh, in the archers. Um, so although they've set it up like an Agatha Christie, it's going to be like that someone from left field that you could never have guessed. Um, that's my idea about it anyway. Bye.
1: There you go. I, I, I think she's agreeing with us, really, isn't she?
2: Yeah. Um, uh. I, people have been saying on the Twitters, Andrea, I don't know if you have noticed, but they've been talking about Graham, that locum vet, who ooh, seems to just ooh, roar, roar around Borsetshire causing chaos and mayhem. So whether whether he has added attempted manslaughter to his list of other cock-ups, I don't know. Because he was on, but, he was on uh, call,
1: wasn't he? So uh, Yeah. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. And if
2: he, you know, somebody who's in a rush, somebody who's heading out of the village to some sort of... Um, you know, crisis. But obviously, because we don't know anything about him, we don't know if he's the sort of person who would stop or who would just... Because whoever it was definitely saw Matt because they stopped, they? stopped,
1: got out of the car, got back in and then sped off.
2: They gave him a a prod and then... There's
1: going to be damage to the car, isn't there? So no one's mentioned damage to Justin's car or Adam and Ian's car. They would have noticed it. It's been a week now. You'd have noticed that. Brian's car is in to have some work done on it. But that's a red herring. It's not going to be Brian. He's got form for running over Bill the Cat. But that's a different thing altogether.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah.
2: So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, Andrea. I agree. But I do. I am interested in this Graham theory mm. because we've heard an awful lot about Graham for no reason. Do you know what I mean? You've always got to think. It's kind of like, you know, you know, you know, um, uh when when pit detectives always say follow the money yeah. to find out what the truth is with archers characters follow the follow the um follow the dialogue really yeah. it's if a character suddenly reappears and is very chatty and you hear a lot about them and you think why have you come back then <laughs> that's kind of kind of the biggest giveaway always isn't it um which makes me, which made me think that if it is a member of the village, then Nick is the is the most likely. But culprit. if
1: she is, then she's very yeah, cool I, I, about it.
2: Well, she said, do, do, "Do they think he was? Do they think the driver was drunk?" Then she was asking um, Emma. Mm-hmm. So she's sort of interested. She's making a few inquiries as to where you know what the police thinks. But
1: if I would knocked someone over, and I haven't, I just want to point that out officer
2: mm-hmm. um, you'd, you'd be a nervous wreck yeah
1: absolutely well yeah. you know me; i'm a nervous wreck no. when i can't get this bloody computer to work <laughs> so what <laughs> i can't keep a secret no oh, i can but anyway uh yeah. but um <laughs> but Gosh. if i have to if my life depends on it i can keep a secret if it protects me mm. and stops me getting into trouble but uh <laughs>
2: Well, that's exactly the type of... that You've just described the person that drove away, yes. then. Okay. Yes. OK. There we are. Let's move on to Ben Johnson. Let's
1: move on to Ben Johnson, then. When I first saw that there, I thought, making that up, Ben Johnson? That's just a, a filler oh, in I around. Know. But no, it's not. Next week, William <laughs> Shakespeare. Hello? Hello? Is
3: this thing on? Oh, I guess it is. Hello, it's Ben Johnson here. Hello, Ben. Hello? 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 Is this thing on? Well, I guess it is. Hello, it's Ben Johnson off. calling in from my home in Norway. I'm a first-timer, so I should probably tell you I live here with my uh, family, three boys and uh, a dumpty dog called Fluffy. I'm on Twitter as Ben Johnson, and I'm also on Facebook a fair bit as well. I have been prompted to call in uh, for the very first time because of a theory of mine. Now. I don't recall hearing any evidence that Matt Crawford is responsible for any of the dastardly things people are talking about. I don't think that he is slagging off the stables, and I don't think he's responsible for Latif finding another vet surgery. I have a suspicion that the scriptwriters are diverting us in one way, and that over the next few weeks, the truth will come out that Matt is actually just an innocent old man who likes twisting people's tails a bit, and he happens to be genuinely in love with Lillian. As to who the guilty party is, well, I reckon it was Shula what done it, albeit by accident. But then she got back in the car and drove away on purpose. And... We're gonna hear plenty of Shula anguish. Unfortunately. Anyway, that's it for me. I have an That's
2: all.
1: Shula, do you really think it's Shula? By the way, there was a large firework exploding behind me if anyone was worried. It's not.
2: (laughs) I thought you'd shot someone. (laughs) Um I think. I like that theory. They've already said, oh, Shula's been you know, that's when Jennifer was doing her. Why is it anybody want to play with me when she was a bit cross because nobody seemed to be very cheerful after that was lying in the intensive care um she's already said uh that shoot despite the hunt ball going better than any hunt ball has ever gone ever 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 in the history of the universe shula's still got a face mm. like a slapped ass so that could well be because she's waiting to get caught and it does fit shula's mo that she doesn't face up to things and she does run away when there's something happening that will make her look bad um i just i can't really believe that shula would do something that unChristian. whoever it is will get caught Um, and
1: they'll go to prison for this so it's not
2: but but i do i do completely agree with ben that not that matt has been necessarily misrepresented because he does like i think he goes beyond twisting people's tails but way beyond but you know he did piss off to Costa Rica <laughs> with Lillian's savings. But he does genuinely love. He does Lillian. He does. I think he den- he genuinely does, and that that kind of uh, it, you know he w- w- when he had his chance to go, he couldn't do it, and he sort of floundered around, got drunk. There was a lot of internal saboteur stuff yeah. going on, wasn't there? He was sort of deliberately missing his own flight and stuff. And- Yeah, Yeah,
1: definitely. Uh, And what was was it someone said? Was it someone that said it last week? Or was it? No, it was that it was the interview with Kim Durham. And he'd said that um, maybe I mentioned this last time. I can't remember. And he'd said that, you know, Matt has obviously had a very damaged upbringing. And Lillian is Mm. the only person in the world that he actually cares about and loves. I I think that's true. Mm. Yeah. Which which is yeah. really yeah. sad, actually, when you think about it. I know it's a made-up yeah. character. Don't worry. I, I haven't gone bonkers. But I can't imagine that in my own life, only having one person I care about. Mm. Um, mm.
2: Well, that's nice. That shows that you're a, a healthy person.
1: Yes, I am.
2: In between the anxiety and the
5: <laughs>
0: lunacy.
2: <laughs> Right. Should we have Witherspoon now?
5: Go on, then. Greetings, Lucy, Robert, Yokel and all dumpty-dumbers around the world. It's Witherspoon <laughs> and Angus Haggis here, assuming the role of Dr. Watson. To all of you, Sherlock's, Poirot's, Miss Marple's, Vera's, and Jessica Fletcher's. Let's chat a bit about comas. Did you know that the most commonly used coma evaluation scale in the world is called the Glasgow Coma Scale? Created in 1974 by two neurosurgeons, one Scottish and one English, working at the University of Glasgow. I hope Matt's doctors used it. I was confused by one medical issue. Matt was put into a medically induced coma, which as the term implies, doctors create to protect the brain while it's healing by giving the patient some heavy duty anesthesia medications. While I'm not a neurologist, I'm not sure that Matt would have been able to start emerging from a medically induced coma on his own, as did occur. Then, as Zoe Picton pointed out on Facebook, Matt came out of the coma and was copus mentis all too quickly. There is actually a term called the soap opera coma. A 2005 article in the British Medical Journal based on research from the University of Pennsylvania reviewed the outcomes of the comas experienced by 64 characters in nine American soap operas between 1995 and 2005, 89% of them fully recovered. And on the day they emerged from the coma, 86% of these patients had no evidence of limited function or disability. The author's conclusions, the portrayal of coma in soap operas is overly optimistic. I do love medicine. (laughs) Now, I haven't even mentioned Lillian and the Florence Nightingale effect. As you may recall, this syndrome occurred in and was explicitly mentioned in Back to the Future and has been quite evident this week. Lillian went from ready to see the back of Matt on Sunday to being a gushing girl at his bedside. But will it continue when she learns of his further criminal activities i doubt it well we'll see talk to you all soon
1: Mm. it does raise some interesting questions that uh by the way i did know about the glasgow coma scale um and have you heard of the bristol scale that's poo oh all right you have (laughs) then
2: do you know what the glasgow coma test is um, they head, they headbutt you, and if you flip, they know that you're not
1: oh, in a game. Oh, I knew something like that was coming because I, I was desperately thinking of a, a, a similar joke. Yeah, most Glaswegians are in a and in a medically induced coma themselves, anyway, aren't they? Of a Friday night. I'm not one to talk. I
2: think it, it's kind of highlighted Lillian and Matt's codependency. Yeah. Kind of thing. If we're gonna, if we're gonna head down this sort of therapeutic language, um, because the second, you know, she she just didn't give a flying toss about about Justin, did no, she? No. She just said there wasn't any lying. There wasn't any Justin, darling. I must just pop in and see Matt. She said, "No, I will be at the hospital." And he said, "Oh, Lillian, I don't want you to go." And she <laughs> said, "No, I'm going." And that's it. You know, and uh she, she just. It, it, she never, she didn't pause for a second. She just found her handbag and left mm. and didn't come back, you know. How do you think uh, you'd behave
1: in that situation?
2: What, with with Matt? What do you mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you were, well, you must be able to, hy- you're not Theresa May. You can answer hypothetical questions. If you were in that situation, <laughs> would you, would yes. you go and see Matt? I mean, I'd go and see him, I guess, but.
2: Well, it would if I think things like that just put the way you react to it puts makes your own you it cuts through all the bullshit, doesn't Mm. it? It suddenly makes your feelings very, very evident. Um, So you it it makes your mind up for you, basically. I think a situation like that. So if you were thinking right, my my rational brain is saying I should do this, but my heart is saying I should do that when that person is then threatened in some way, then the heart just takes over completely. Yeah. and
1: I'd say the smart money, and by that I mean mine, is that Justin will be the one that calls off the wedding now.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: It's not going to happen. The wedding's not going to happen. You predicted it, It, you know, hardly Nostradamus, but um, it's it's certainly not going to happen now,
2: <laughs> is, is it? More like Nosferatu, yeah. to be oh, honest. Mm. I think um, just, uh, but Justin's just... He's just coming out of this so badly. You know, to, when he was going wistfully, he reminded me of some E.L. Wistie wandering around the village going, I used to do boxing, you know, I'd quite like to hit Matt quite hard. You know, what do you think? Oh, sit down, you silly old fart. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded a bit pathetic, really. He's not... And he's just sulky. Yeah. You know, and he doesn't understand what's going on. He does really, 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 really and truly. He knows that... If he was in a similar accident, Lillian would probably put letting the dog out before she went to see him in the in the hospital. You know, it would kind of uh, be be it wouldn't be the same thing at all. Her and her and Matt are just on some sort of I was going to say crash course, which mm-hmm. is ironic, but they are on, on on they're sort of tied together because of they're the only two that understand each other.
1: Yep, absolutely. I don't really have much to add to that other than the. Where is it going to go, it's just, but I don't see see how is this gonna pan out, so Justin I know
2: does he yeah. leave does
1: what and then what does Matt do? Does Matt stay in or does Matt go back to wherever he was going to go Ecuador Costa Rica, little wherever he was heading <laughs> I don't know time will tell, and how long is this is this story arc?
2: Do you know I actually found myself thinking. I hope those flights were insured.
1: (laughs) I was thinking that, you know, I can just imagine the poor person on the tannoy at Heathrow. (sighs) This is the last call for Mr. Matt Crawford flying to Ecuador. (laughs) Well, there we are. I don't think they do that because he wouldn't have checked in. We might have checked in online, so he would have checked in online. Oh, my God. Terrible. Anyway, shall we hear from Vicky Cole in Kenya?
4: Hello, everybody. It's Vicky Cole in Kenya here. Um, Slightly husky this morning. Sorry, we we had a party last night. Um, I called in a couple of weeks ago, but I think I must have missed the deadline to be included in the show. But basically, what I was saying was that I was really bored with the whole Lillian, Matt, Justin triangle, didn't care who she went off with, just fed up with the whole thing. That's changed a little bit, obviously, with recent events. Um, My boredom and fed-upness is now reserved for Adam and Ian. I'm completely bored with their squabbling and lying and whining about everything. Um, I've been a bit worried about their ages from when this baby business started. I do pity any child that is sired by these two, Um, although I suppose it's a good future storyline, a mixed-up teenager in years to come, perhaps. But back to Matt and Justin and Lillian. I think the scriptwriters are having a lovely time with us, creating archers meets st mary mead um i think lucy you've been flagging this for a long time that everybody had a motive to do it um and i think the script writers are just having a lovely time going along with that mm. um so then we wonder who is the, going to be cast as the plucky amateur detective i cast lexi in this role with roy no. as a bumbling sidekick cooperating or not with harrison <laughs> i'm not quite sure about that bit yet and my plot prediction is that the big Christmas reveal will be them all gathered together in the library at Gray Gables when Lexi reveals who done it okay that 's all everybody. hope everyone 's well bye
1: i'm looking forward to that episode and actually I was thinking when 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 I was listening to the omnibus that really they, they shouldn 't be doing Sleeping Beauty. they should have been doing an Agatha Christie play as, as the Christmas production, yeah. and then yeah. then yeah. the murderer. not the murderer the murderer in the play could actually be the person who's the driver of the car yes. and it's it's revealed at the same time at the end of the production wouldn't that be marvellous but it's not going to happen
2: complicated and marvellous yes it would Vicky I have to say your idea of Roy as a bumbling sidekick (laughs) is absolute perfection can you imagine anyone more like (laughs) Sergeant Lewis from Inspector Morse from um hastings from poirot from um uh who else was i thinking of miss marple didn't have one uh oh watson you know um uh, martin freeman playing playing um uh, watson to benedict Cumberbatch. that kind of slightly always being half a Mm -hmm. beat behind and going hey what i mean roy spends a lot of time going huh you know in this sort of Mm scooby-doo way um And uh, he's absolutely, he's absolutely, it would be absolutely perfect as the bumbling sidekick. He really would. He's got, his middle names should be Roy Bumbling Sidekick. Did you hear that? Yes, just just
1: perfect. It's like a car bomb going off outside. Sorry, it it is November the 5th, as we record. So there are lots of people lighting the blue touch paper and retiring to a safe distance in the background.
2: Ah. Maybe... And also for people overseas that don't don't know this, obviously November the fifth is 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 uh, fireworks night in in the UK, and yeah. it is because <laughs> we like to celebrate yeah. terrorism on a big scale. And also, um, it, but if you live in in uh, rural areas, uh, sorry, urban areas, you're also yes. still dealing with Diwali, which is another festival of light. So basically, it's like two and a half months of non-stop yeah. fireworks. Well,
1: I'm not religious, <laughs> but I do enjoy burning the odd candle.
2: It just, yeah. <laughs> it just slightly increases yeah. on November the fifth the sound of the Battle of the Somme going on in your back garden. So yes, that's mm. that's what you're hearing. Definitely.
1: Well, that's it. We've come <laughs> to the end of the caller us. I suppose we. Oh what? Oh,
2: we have a, we have a, a plot prediction via email
0: mm.
2: from Olivia who says, I'm beginning to think. It was not Justin who started those rumours about Alistair and the stables. I think it was Justin. No, sorry. she. I'm beginning to think it was... I think yeah. she's put Justin, but she meant Matt. I'm beginning to think it was not Matt who started those rumours about Alistair and the stables. I think it was Justin in a ploy to turn the village against Matt. Justin is really starting to show his true colours this week. I really hope it wasn't Adam who ran over Matt and that it was Justin all along. We shall see mm. over and out. I don't think. See, we haven't really talked about Adam as a possibility, well, have
1: we? Well, I, I'm just ruling out any of the major characters because if Ad, like I said, they, whoever yeah. it is, they're they're going down. And yes, they are. and yeah. I really can't yeah. see that happening as far as Grange, not Grange, as far as Home Farm is concerned, because I mean that would really. I was going to swear then, as you know, I don't like to swear on Dumpton, Dum, but.
2: What about, what about if he does know, if yeah. Matt does know who did it and he's mm-hmm. going to use it Maybe. against them to stay in the mm. village? I know what you did, Brian, but I will be quiet. There's no need for me to say anything about it if you just... Possibly,
1: possibly. All, all will be revealed in in the uh, the arc of the storyline, will it not? So, um, But uh, yeah, I don't know how long this storyline is going to be. Is it going to be another... Helen and Rob.
2: And we're not still going to be Ryan. talking about this in two years' time, are we? In which case, I'm going to jump out of the Don't now. do that.
1: <laughs> Who will, I'll have to do the show with Royfield then.
2: <laughs> Just be both of you pressing all the
1: buttons at once. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh, well, there oh we are. Right. I can't. Time now <laughs> to take a commercial break.
0: Ready to pop the question?
2: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, Ruth here. And now the beef price has gone rocketing up for reasons no one's explained. We are minted here at Brookfield, rolling
3: in the stuff. If you are too,
5: you might
3: consider chucking
0: a bit towards Dumpty Dum. You can do it through Patreon.com. Then you get all the extra stuff, apparently
3: interviews and, you know, whatever it is they do.
2: I don't know. I haven't got time to listen. Too busy trying to wrestle Jill into a
6: home. Bye. Hello, Dumpty, Dummit, Yokel Bear here with the social media roundup for the week. Um, it's been a bit of a quiet week in Ambridge, really, hasn't it? Not been quite an exciting week, hasn't it? Cold um, oh, blimey! So let's delve straight in. Who did it? Who do we think? Well, over on the. Um, over on the forum, Purple Pumpkin says, um, so is Matt the victim of all the speeding drivers um, that we've been told about? I think that might be, you know, that's quite a good possibility because the whole Speedwatch storyline, I think it's been building up to something. Whereas a fat friend on the forum says that, um, thinks it's something to do with his dodgy race course. And do you know what's in the heavy suitcases? Uh... <laughs> Sugar, <laughs> yes. There was also a very good tweet that somebody said that uh, all the horses from the stable, Shula and uh, Alistair Stables, in the suitcases, which made me laugh. Um, but I mean, also on Facebook, there's been a lot of chat about it. Audrey Delgado Covarrubias says, "I think it was Brian. He got a taste for it when he ran down Peggy's cat. Now has graduated to running down grown men." Oh, that's a bit of a worry, isn't it? Um yes, God. Do you think he's got it in him? I think he's too prim and proper when it comes down to it. I don't know, maybe. Um Kate Law made a serious point which she said that I'm just pissed off with all still more character transplants. Uh Matt wouldn't have got that drunk, Ian wouldn't have got into that conversation with justice, and all that bollocks about defending Lillian's honour, words words uh, fail me. Um so, yeah, possibly. I, I kind of agree with that a little bit. There was a lot of kind of acting out of character, I felt. Um, Barbara Danielson reckons it was teenagers high on mushrooms. Um, yeah, quite possibly. Um Luke Harrington agrees about the culmination of the story watch um, storyline, but they will take a long time to work it out and much suspicion will be thrown about. Yeah, a lot of other people said this, that maybe it is just an accident, but the repercussions through the different characters um, are going to be great. Um, Tom Williams says, I think Adam taking the car was a red herring, as was just in the pub. Tom is his prediction. Um... Um, I'm not sure. Maybe. I don't Where was Tom at the time? Mind you, that he was unaccounted for, wasn't he? So possibly, yes, to put him on the suspect list. Um, um, Dave Harding thinks he, rec- um, it's Adam. He recently bought a bigger and more powerful quad bike, uh, quad bike from Josh, especially for the job, um, I I think there's a car, was not it? I I don't know. Could it have been a quad bike? What do people think? Um, Chris Walsh has come out with a marvellous theory, in my view. I was thinking Matt took out life insurance policy with uh, Lillian as a benefactor and then stepped into the road as a final love gesture, showing that Matt, exit stage left, really is the kind-hearted soul after all he then qualified, Chris then qualified that by saying, really, that is where my deluded head took me. Yeah, it is a little bit, um, deluded, maybe, but I kind of like that theory. Um, there was, uh, Marion Gray said, it's Halloween, so it could have been the the ghost of Nigel Pargeter." Oh, revenge from beyond the grave. Wouldn't that be great? Um, We also asked the question, earlier in the week before this happened, do you think there'll still be a Christmas wedding in Ambridge? And I think that's kind of been superseded. But Zoe Picton came in with a a bit of an off-tangent point, but here's a good point. The size of a village... um, For the size of the village, an inordinate number of Ambridge residents seem to end up in intensive care. Um, Yeah, Georgina Caldwell reckons that's because Midsummer is next door. Do you reckon the Midsummer murders are kind of... Have migrated to Borsetshire, possibly. Um, ben Johnson thinks the only wedding bells will be just Shula tugging at Alistair's control collar. Um, um, but back to the theories. Um, John Acro said uh, it's Latif. He met with Matt recently and they could have had a falling out. Um, yes, and there's something about those suitcases, isn't there? I'm desperate to know what's in those suitcases. Andy Bent, and again, this is a theory that I love. Um, it would turn out that Jill assaulted him with a flapjack in revenge for being vile to St. Shula. Then Pip ran over him to cover it up for a gran. Um, yeah, I think, I tell you what chill as we found out with that demonstration she's got hidden depths i reckon she could be capable of it um uh, meg Goose Cubley said the dialogue between uh, uh peggy and hilda was interesting ju- uh, interesting just showing a more interesting side to her yeah i think Nolatando was actually out a little bit this week um but a lot of people thought um uh, that she was basically a bit of a spoiled brat But a lot of people came to a defence and said, yeah, she's a spoiled brat, um, but she's a teenager and it's kind of what they're like. As John Tyre said, brat who needs a firm hand, but paradoxically typical of most teenagers. Helen Sampson, well, Helen Sampson, you've gone really kind of hard line. Her poster said, brat, the culvert would be a good ending. Oh, I'm not sure. Oh, I'm not sure. I, I... I kind of begin to like her this week. I like the way she bonded with Peggy. Um, But then also as well, we spoke. Last thing we're going to talk about um, is, does Alice have a drink problem? Because let's face it, she got twatted in the pub, didn't she? Um, Zoe Taylor said, or maybe she doesn't have a drink problem. Maybe she's got a problem which needs drink to make it go away. I mean, she's married to Chris. What bloody problem could you have? Um... Joanne Sh- um, Shewan says only in that she frequently binge drinks like a lot of many people in the UK and think, seems to think she's not had a good time unless she gets rat face. Yeah, she was a bit kind of full-on, really, wasn't she, in the um, in the pub about it not coming up to party standards. Um, yeah, um, Joe DeBank also said, yes, I thought that. One of those quotes, but I don't put vodka on my muesli, therefore it's not a problem situations. Oh, Joe, you don't put vodka on muesli. Everyone knows it's gin. Um, So, but Christine Armstrong thinks they're laying the groundwork for a storyline of a high-functioning alcoholic. Um, Maybe, 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 I don't know. I mean, maybe this is kind of the beginning of her and the end of uh, her and Chris. Um, Maybe, maybe... they won't make it because, as Joanne Sean also said, um, Chris is going to there's, – there's only so much ha- uh, hair holding Chris is going to put up with before he realises he and Alice want different things and that their relationship is doomed. Um, yeah, I think that's a possibility, and I just want to officially go on record and say, Chris, if you're going to be single, I'm available – right that's me done quite a long one this week um but yes so that is social media roundup see you on the facebook see you on the forum uh have a good week and let's (laughs) let's see what happens this week all right then bye
1: a quick note from royfield here he's impressed upon me that we we have to mention this so we will There's a Dumpty Dum meetup in San Francisco and it's on Wednesday the 15th of November between 6pm and 9pm at Marianne's which is at 360 Jesse Street in San Francisco and we've even got the zip code here if you want to put it in your sat-nav CA94103 So that's at Marianne's at 360 Jesse Street in San Francisco and it's on Wednesday the 15th of November between 6pm and 9pm I haven't looked up what what uh, is.
2: Why not yet? Let's That'd just turn shot, up. I mean, <laughs> if we both up. <laughs> Hang
1: on, I'll just get. I'll just. <laughs>
5: Shall
2: we go on holiday, Robert.
1: Uh, well, I'm off until Thursday. What? What? what but that's not next week. <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> we can't get to San Francisco and back no. by Thursday. Oh, God, it, it took me ridiculous.
1: two weeks to get over the bloody jet lag last time. Anyway, Lucy.
2: Exactly. I'm not going to. I'm not going on holiday with you being all jet lagged <laughs> and miserable. You'd be no fun.
1: <laughs> I'm no fun when I'm not jet lagged as well, Lucy. Time for tweets of the week, I think,
2: don't you? Yes. Okay. Yes, James Jeffries. Hello, James. I love James. Uh, with respect to Matt Crawford, me and the seven-year-old have just been thrown out of the John Lewis women's <laughs> changing rooms. <laughs> James, I do not want to know what you were attempting to do. In that, were you trying to prove a point? I don't know. Anyway, buggy swires. I saw the headline, <laughs> Fallon resigns. Thought, ooh, does this mean Emma will take over the tea room? I need to I challenge saw, I my saw priorities.
0: That
2: one, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jane Bramley, oh no, Matt is beeping. It sounds just like our <laughs> bin lorry reversing. <laughs> maybe that's what, it, maybe it was a bin lorry that hit him. <clears throat> Little Kim, talking to Rainbow Warrior about Lillian. And her codependence relationship with Matt and how quickly that uh, she just mm-hmm. dropped everything to be with him. Soon as he's sitting up, she'll be straddling in with a bottle of gin in one hand and an unhooked <laughs> bra in the <laughs> other. Yes,
1: I can see that. Oh, <laughs> good grief. They've I even, even look got look the, 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 the hoist equipment in, <laughs> the in hospital everywhere. to enable that to take
0: place.
2: <laughs> and someday the 12th, he brought in a much needed bit of... Uh, straightforward, business-like approach to this whole storyline. The irony is, if Justin had his way a year back, there'd have been a well-lit dual <laughs> carriageway right through the That's village true. by
1: now. <laughs> and this, this whole thing wouldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um.
1: That was good. I oh, did like. Dear. I did like uh, my favorite tweet of the week, and I said it was tweet of the week. But it wouldn't work very well because it was entirely visual, and it was a, about thirty seconds after Matt was run, o- run over, and I can't remember who who, who tweeted it. Tweeted a, a picture of a tiger rug <laughs> flattened. It was. <laughs> who was that?
2: There were, I can't remember, but there was another one that yeah. was. Um... An operating theatre and a vet with an actual tiger. And that was ginger beans. That was brilliant. I've just noticed, actually, we had uh, uh, one other plot prediction from Welsh Witch, who said, It seems to me that Justin is snaring a lot of villagers in his web. Adam doesn't really care about Lillian's happiness as much as he would losing the BL contract for home farm. The bridge farm lot would be right stuffed if Justin pulled out of the land purchase. Helen wouldn't be able to have her cheese classes, which would be classed as a silver lining, and the housing development wouldn't take place. I'm predicting that while Lillian and Matt won't get back together officially as a couple, she and Justin will break up and Justin will get back at Lillian via Adam, etc., and call it business decisions. Yes. Um, she also says, I am also hoping that Ian and Adam don't have a baby. As with heterosexual couples, a sticking plaster baby never works. Very true. Oh, yes, Absolutely.
1: And I just can't stand babies and crying, and I don't want any more bloody nappy changing. It's bad enough with Helen and Nick and Emma and all their bloody kids.
2: Yeah, they're all past the nappy change, apart from Baby Giddy Jack. They're yeah. all past the nappy changing.
1: Yeah, thing, aren't they? I suppose. But there we are. So that's that, right? <clears throat> is that the final email now? Sorry, I'm losing losing my voice. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> 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 ah, there we are. That's much better.
2: Oh, yes, it's me, isn't Mm. it? Um... If you would like to help keep our little show on the road, there are two ways this can be done. You can donate by hitting the donate button on the site, or you can sponsor us via Patreon.com.
1: And remember, to get in contact, you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website or call 0203 031 3105. That's 0203 031 3105 to leave a message. You can find Royfield and Lucy at Dumpty Dum, and that's at Dumpty Dum. Lucy is Lucy V. Freeman on Twitter, and I can be